0: right uh and so for our other sponsor of the show um we have wendy pratter at magical journeys travel
1: yeah we do yeah
0: the the very beautiful looking wendy pratter is she is she on your um, to-do list like if you meet her in real life you're allowed to
1: she's um you open the wallet yeah she's the picture in my wallet
0: i get you i get you but other than our lust uh for wendy um her and her magical journeys are there to help you plan your next Disney vacation. So, whether that's a Disney cruise or a trip to Disney World, Wendy can help you by getting your reservations at midnight. Getting those all important BR guest dining reservations or meet and greets with Anna and Elsa. And uh, I think, if you quote this podcast, Craig, get a bit of a discount on your uh, deposit, don't
1: you? Yeah, yeah, $25 off, yeah.
0: There you go. So... Next time we want to book a holiday, give Wendy at Magical Journey Travels a little tinkle at WPMagicJourneys.com or on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys.
1: God bless Wendy and all that sale, it. I've just updated to iOS 10.2 and it looks nice.
0: Hmm. Well, that's something we can talk about on the show.
1: Okay.
0: Hello and uh, welcome to the first separate edition, um, officially out on its own, like a own, of Pop After Dark, the sister podcast to pop, uh, to Diz and Universal After Dark. Um, I am Nick, the Meng Chen of UK podcasts, and as always, uh, never letting me down on this show, is uh, the one and only scout legend known as Mr. Craig Lucas? So,
1: if you're Ming Chen, and I salute you, Ming Chen, <laughs> um, am I Walt Flanagan or am I Brian Johnson or am I Q? Uh,
0: you're Mike Sapsic clearly. You're, you're an asshole. <laughs> you are. You are clearly uh, the Brian Johnson because no you one are, you wants are to clue. be mike zapsick no it mike zapsick doesn't want to be mike Zapsic. or oh,
1: i would have been even more insulted if you'd have called me the other fella get him steve dave
0: who get him steve dave get him oh get him sorry yes yeah yeah, yeah i yeah, said yeah. it
1: wrong i said get him i was posh
0: get him get him steve get... dave although uh, i've got a little soft spot for him i i, I like him i know he's not popular but, uh, and speaking of not popular thank you for listening because we don't actually know how popular this is going to be. Well uh, we
1: have we do plan to have this out on its own feed. however Apple in its um, in its Christmas ways uh, if you submit a new podcast uh, at the start of December it's not going to get passed out until late December and we're in mid-december now. So this wouldn't come out till January if we submitted it as a new feed. No. So it will, it will be out on Diz After Dark feed. So you're all listening to it now. But in the new year, we hope to. Go, what we're going to try and do is put all the betas and this episode on our on the old feed on the new feed. I
0: like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, as you can tell, excellent planning once again. Uh, from ourselves yeah because uh, yeah. that was the original plan that this was going to be we was going to launch a new feed. to be fair we was going to record this episode beginning of december yeah and it's, it's nearer christmas now that it's the beginning of december
1: yeah i mean i listen to the feed podcast all about podcasting it's the podcast to get you podcasting uh, hosted by lipsyn and rob walsh friend of the show um and that's what they said. Apple Apple slows down every every December. They all go on holiday, you know, so good on them.
0: Fair None of that opening Boxing Day malarkey. No. Unless, unless you're working in retail, of course. Let's do uh, another thing for another day.
1: This show, we fully expect this show to drop tonight. We're going to be putting this show out. So I've just downloaded 10.2 on my iPhone 7. I've just downloaded TV OS 10.1 on my Apple TV 4, so it's always a special day in our house when a new iOS operating system drops.
0: It's like Christmas, isn't it for you?
1: Oh, I love it! <laughs> it takes me about fourteen hours to get all my uh, my Apple devices. You know, we've got about four iPads, three phones, partridge and a Pear Tree. You know, so it looks, it feels a lot more stable, right? And ios 10.1.1 just a bit more solid uh there's a over 100 new emojis to mess about with the music apps had a little upgrade the news apps had a little upgrade the podcast app has had a little upgrade
0: mm. so, actually our so uh, logo still the uh the same in the podcast app on oh, i don't no. In in, oh, the, in the feed, the the individual episodes have got the new logo, got the Arthur Dot Network logo, but yeah. in, search us in iTunes, I believe it's still the original, oh, oh, well not, not, not like the second or third logo that we had, the pub sign. Nice.
1: Right, well, I'm um, I think you might have to unsubscribe because I've just searched for us and there we are.
0: Actually, if with all the our new teams- logo. If all our listeners could unsubscribe to Disaster Dark but immediately resubscribe to Disaster Dark, that'd be great because that does bump us up the list. So that's a good tip. Just make sure you, yeah, you do, do unsubscribe, you do subscribe <laughs> straight away. No one will actually lose you from this. Um, and of course, other operating systems are available. I am contractually uh, obliged to mention that, but uh, I mean, I've got to be I've I've I quite enjoy. it. Uh, 10 I quite like it so uh, you know hopefully this is uh, improves those little niggles that uh, that the original version had oh it does yeah it's nice it's nice Mm -hmm. good stuff now we have already we've actually planned this show uh, and what we're going to talk about but I think before we do that it's a couple of other things that I wanted to to bring up first of all Um, So I was very excited today. Um, The last time I bought Star Wars... Was
1: on on, on
0: VHS. Okay. Now, it's been out on DVD in a few different formats. And I almost bought them on Blu-ray. Except for I was holding out for the 3D editions. Which still haven't come out. But I I wasn't prepared to double dip, double dip. Um, However... There is a sale currently on because there's a new Star Wars film coming out this week, um, and on my my TV provider, which uh, for me is uh, British Telecom Television, um, they are doing a deal at the moment where um, all of the Star Wars films are just under a tenner for HD and about seven ninety nine for standard definition.
1: Is that each?
0: Like, each, yeah.
1: Why don't you just get them on iTunes?
0: I don't want them just on iTunes.
1: No, then you can play them on your iPad, your yeah, I, iPhone. No, I, can,
0: I can play them. I can play on that on, on the BT if, you get, if you're down on the BT app. You can play them on there as well. So I, I, I'm I'm covered for multiple devices. Do you get all the uh, all the extras? No, no, no. I just I just want the films for the price I'm paying. Because the thing is, I, one day I, I I do want a physical copy, but it's just uh, as I said, I I fully expect because they released the first. The first three episodes of Star Wars, i.e. the second series that they made, um, they have converted all of those into 3D. Only two of them got released at the cinema. Uh, In fact, did two of them or one of them? I know Phantom Menace did. Anyway, so they have all been converted, those first three, and there was converting being done on
1: the original uh,
0: trilogy as well.
1: Didn't Disney buy them while it was all going on, so they sort of put a stop to it?
0: Uh, it was kind of that, and also the Phantom Menace conversion apparently was. I didn't go and see it; my brother did, not he said it was very, uh, it was a very crappy conversion. It just seemed a bit rushed. I think it was at the height of the 3D craze, um, so it wasn't done very well. Apparently, episodes two and three are very good in 3D, but because they've shown those at the conventions, the uh, the celebrate the style celebrations. But, um, well,
1: I've I've just got on iTunes now on my iPad, right, yep. and. Two days ago, I went and checked this. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars six movie collection in HD mm-hmm. was fifty nine pound and ninety nine pence. Now, bearing in mind we're in Star Wars week, mm. i.e., we're all going to pictures at the end of this week to watch the <laughs> new film, you would expect a price bump, would you not? You know, Apple cashing uh, in on.
0: It. I don't know. I mean, fifty nine quid to me. I mean, considering that I know you could buy the the physical. Blu-rays for that price. Okay. Uh, I think it's a bit higher.
1: Well, they're now today forty four pounds and ninety
0: nine P. Yeah, that's much more acceptable. The thing is, I know when you work it out, even at sixty quid, so say it was sixty quid, that's ten quid a, a film, which is essentially what I paid today for beat on BT. But the difference is is that you're paying, you're like when you're buying I still look at it, when you're buying a digital format, you're just buying a file. You're not buying something physical. And therefore, I think it should be much cheaper to buy a digital copy. And if I can just walk into HMV, uh, I would say other media outlets are available. They're not really though, are they? Let's be honest, they've all gone. Um I I can pay sixty quid and get a Blu-ray box set with all the features, nice little box, bit of art, you know. And all yeah, but and, and, and don't you get digital copies. Don't boxes do your edding? No. Oh yeah, boxes. That's just me, though.
1: I'll be speaking to my wife uh, after this recording to see if I get the green light for £45 worth of Star Wars goodness. Oh,
0: I um, that, That's not far short of what I paid last year to go and see The Force Awakens, to be honest. It cost me uh, 18 1899 plus booking fee to go and see it at the IMAX in London, each.
1: Wow, bloody basically, yeah.
0: Bloody worth it, though. Laser IMAX 3D. Yes, please. And the reviews are already in for... Um, the False Awak- uh, Awakens. Rogue One. Now, I've got to be honest, right? Because I've already got my tickets for it. I'm going to see it in IMAX on Saturday at my local cinema. Um, I'm always excited when the Star Wars films announced and the Star Wars films coming out. And the trailers I've seen have been good. Although I've not seen all the trailers on purpose. But... Um... My expectation for this one is not particularly high, hasn't been particularly high, and I was having this conversation with my friend earlier, and really, just because, it's not an episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: However, the early reviews are in, and apparently it's knocked it out of the park.
1: Apparently it's the best Star Wars since Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, a a, a prominent podcaster told me last night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, both of them. Which come out three years apart, but both of them, yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, for that reason, I, I now um, I, my expectation is 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 pretty high. I'm very excited to to see it. I'm sure it won't disappoint. I, so I think just my expectation was a bit lower because of that, but it's all good. Um, but Star Wars isn't the only thing I want to talk about that's that's current at the moment. Um, a new trailer dropped late last night here. Uh, sorry, late last night in America and early morning here. Did you see the trailer for what was referred to as Fast and Furious 8 and is now called something else?
1: No, I did not.
0: Oh my god, as Janice in uh, Friends used to say. Well,
1: Um, she used to say, oh my
0: god. Well, yes, she used to say it like that. Like Amanda, basically. Um, oh my God! I cannot believe after that whole conversation we had on the future Christmas episode, which we're obviously recording on Christmas Day live, um, she didn't even bother to have an eggnog latte. Oh, this is spe- messing with the spacetime continuum now. We're crossing the streams, and I'm, I've got no problem with that at all.
1: If you can't was. talk. You can't talk about stuff that hasn't happened yet. Watch me. Oh my goodness!
0: I know. I'm just. I, I look. I'm crazy, Craig. I'm crazy, and I don't care. That's that's how I roll. Um, it's called. Uh, oh, what's it called? As it's not called Fast and Furious A. It's called the the Passion of the Fury. No, I'm joking. It's not called that. Uh, because it's it's because I didn't know it was going to have <coughs> a name. Um. <laughs> But they, the trailer dropped, and yeah, it's something else. Was it called uh, the Fate of the Furious? That's what it's called. The Fate of the Furious. The trailer is about three minutes long. Yeah. Now the only thing I watched it and I got goosebumps. Um, Why?
1: I haven't even seen Number Seven. Oh. It, it laid too heavy, homie, heart with him dying.
0: It's it's beautiful. I will say this: when we watched. This is not a spo- I mean, it's kind of a spoiler alert, but tough shit. You should have watched it by now. Um, when we watched uh Fast Fast Seven or Furious Seven, uh, as it was called elsewhere, um, we were watching it, and every time there was uh a dramatic scene starring Paul Walker, my wife was like, oh, "Is he gonna die now? What? I don't know. I've not watched this film yet." Um, no. Just because, obviously, what happened to him unfortunately in real life. So she was ex- like expecting him to be killed off at some point during the film. Um, it's great. I mean, the Fast and Furious films are an absolute guilty pleasure of mine. Absolute did, guilty pleasure. Did he get killed off in the film? We have to watch it and find out. All I will say, uh-huh. Fast Fast and Furious Seven, as it was known in England at least, um, is, is bloody brilliant. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, i'm gonna have to watch it again because i've not watched it again for a while but um really enjoyed it but so this trailer today for the fate of the furious um it's about three minutes long and when we've seen these films because i made uh my wife i made her watch them because she liked the first one and then didn't like the second or third one no one did really um and so didn't want to watch the others and i said you know what actually i think you'll you'll enjoy them because it, they went from a street racing kind of thing to a bit more like the Italian job or something as they went on. And um, every time I'd put one on, like if it was five, six or seven, she'd be like, oh, I don't like these films. And like, We don't have to watch it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll sit through it while you've got it on. That was always her thing. And I said to her, look, I said, the trailer drop for this one today. I said, I know you're not a big fan of these films, but have a look at this tray And we sat and watched it again. And she said, I think they may have shown a bit too much, but at the same time, I'm very excited to see this film. <laughs>
1: oh, that's quite interesting. It, then.
0: It, it's, it's one of the most action packed trailers I've seen for a long time. And there is, there is, I understand what she means. There is an element of possibly giving away a little bit too much, which trailers are guilty of. Um, but they're not short films. I'm sure that there's still lots of stuff that we won't have, uh, we won't have seen yet. So, um, Hopefully, once you finish, um, listening to this podcast, uh, you go and dig out that trailer if you've not seen it already, because it's uh, it's great. And
1: and if you haven't seen any Fast and the Furious films, Mm. watch them in order, and then go to the What Say You podcast and find the Fast and the Furious uh, compendium episodes they produced sometime last year. Mm Mm-hmm in conjunction with the launch of Fast and Furious 7, yep. you will see the films in a whole new light. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely phenomenal.
0: I love those episodes. Um, and also, if you're if you if you're listening to this and you peaked, we piqued your interest talking about them as not being uh, crappy films and actually being entertaining, you do want to watch them. There is a bit of an order to them. So actually, the correct order to watch them in yeah, yeah. If you want to start from the beginning, is uh, one and two, then skip to four, five, six, then three, then seven.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh. it's 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 odd. It's a little bit like Disaster Dark and, and this episode of Pop Arthur Dark actually, in terms of listening to them in that order. Um, but yeah, that just, just I mean it, it won't end the world if you don't watch them in that order. But um, it, the is more cohesive if you do, so that's that's the reason for saying it. Um, anyway, very excited by that. Um, yeah, next year looks looks like it could be a, a good year for films, actually.
1: A good year for Disney films again,
0: no doubt. What's next year? Oh, we've got live-action Beauty and the Beast. How there's
1: a billion. Things? There's a billion dollars. Imagine if it did Alice in Wonderland-type money.
0: Mm. See, it I, did, don't, right? I don't know if we'll get another live action film that does, because if I'm completely honest, uh, and I mean the sequel.
1: Well, I mean Tony the, the sequel, eighty million out. dollars.
0: Because my my wife won't listen to this episode. It's fine. I've actually booked that for her for Christmas. They were doing a uh, a three three D films for thirty quid deal in humph. As well as some other retailers for Christmas, and I bought uh, that in 3D. Zootropolis is it called here? In oh, 3D. I like that. Uh, or Zootopia in the rest rest of the world, um, and also the Jungle Book uh, in, in 3D as well. Oh,
1: yeah. Two of two of them films are in the top three films of the year. Indeed, yeah, and and the other ones
0: in the bottom. Yes, <laughs> almost. <laughs> But I, I think the thing with Alice in Wonderland, if you remember when it came out, is that Avatar came out Christmas two thousand nine, and there was no, uh, there was no other films that came out between Avatar and Alice in Wonderland in I think it was the March of that year. Like obviously films did come out every week, but what I mean is there were no uh, big films that came out. It was all very small releases. Uh, because they knew how popular Avatar was going to be, and also it was the second 3D film, so Avatar kicked off 3D, and then that was the next big 3D film, and I think it was the whole combination of both of those things because it's alright, Alice in Wonderland. Um, yeah, I like
1: it. But, good film,
0: but it's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm much for the cartoon. Um, <laughs> I know it's a different story. You know, slightly different story, but. Um, yeah it's it's all right uh i think the effects are good and i think it's filmed really well but you know a bit like avatar i find it a bit flat in the story but um yeah i I think it had that hype at the time that you know the the 3d wagon train really helped push it along to you know almost i don't know if it broke a billion or you know it was was close to being a, a billion dollar film but a massive massive success wasn't
1: it? Yeah, oh well, yeah. Well, my, um, my guilty little pleasure for 3D is um, to follow up to The Wizard of Oz.
0: That's interesting, you know, because I, we, our friends didn't want to go and see it in 3D. And so we only saw it in, in 2D and I've not liked it enough to buy it in 3D, except for I will, it, if I see it on sale, I'd definitely buy it. Um, but I remember watching it and thinking, oh yeah, I bet the 3D is really good in this because there were things that, you know, bits of wood that came out of the screen and stuff like that during the storm. And I thought, yeah, I bet that's quite fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was epic. I loved that film. I've actually got, um, I've actually got the original Wizard of Oz in 3D. No. Now I haven't watched it. I've, like, I've never seen the Wizard of Oz. And so, yeah, like I've seen bits, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, but I've never sat down and watched it. And it was I think it was the 70th anniversary, it was the 75th anniversary, and they remastered it in 3D and gave it like a limited cinema run for like about a week. Um, and I imported it from somewhere in Europe. But it, they later released it in the UK as well. But I bought it just so I could watch, you know, if, I, if I'm going to watch it, only once I'll watch it in 3D. Um, I've got a friend that watched it and said the 3D works really well. Um and that's the thing, like, some of the stuff that's converted is actually really good. If they like, take time doing it, the conversions are brilliant. I've got Jurassic Park, and you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought it wasn't filmed in 3D. It's so well done. They spent so much time making it into a 3D film. But on the other end of the scale, you get things like um, Clash of the Titans and stuff, which was rushed into being turned into 3D, and just looks like cardboard cutouts. So... I know why people hate 3D. As much as I, I like, it, but
1: yeah, I like 3D, but it it is overrated. Hmm. But it is as as everyone says now that the new catchphrase for the youth. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think when it's when it's done well, it's really done. Like well. you know, it, it really can add, pun intended, an extra dimension to what you're watching. Uh, but at the same time, it's not. I think it can be equally as distracting, so um, yeah, I don't think it's it's for everything. I mean, Jesus, my TV will convert stuff in three D in real time, not very well, but it will do. But he wants to sit down and watch Coronation Street in three D. You know, not everything's <laughs> supposed to be in three D, except life. Life obviously is supposed to be in uh, in three D. Um, Craig, we haven't even started by asking what you're drinking. I, I
1: was drinking a cup of tea, but it's gone now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just drinking Che Pepsi Max because it's it's pop after dark, and I always try and behave myself on that. But um, we did have a theme for this show, um, and we wanted to talk about kind of defining years. I think, yeah. I think that's how you put it, wasn't
1: it? It's like the year um, that the light bulb come on in your head. And you realised what was going on around you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not the first time you kissed a girl or the, the the year you met your wife. They are defining years, obviously. But it's the year that you went, oh, hold on a minute. So for me, I was born in 1973. So I'm 43 this month. My defining year where I went, whoa was 1984 and that year had some of the best uh, music some of the best films um the best football you know Liverpool that was the first year for me that I took notice of Liverpool Football Club uh, they won the, the Milk Cup against Everton, and Liverpool and Everton fans are in Wembley chanting, Merseyside, Side, you know, and all that palaver. Mm-hmm. They went on into Rome uh, in and won the European Cup in Rome's backyard against Roma, you know. So Fussy switched on for me in '84. Um, and yeah, so there you go. That's what we're, we're going to talk about. Okay. okay so i mean my year is 84 what year is it does it for you
0: so i funny enough uh, i think the ages is, is probably uh quite important here so i chose 1994 which uh it was my 11th birthday uh my 11th year on Earth. i was born in 1983 so we are um just around 10 years different give or take some months yeah um but um, but yeah, that was kind of the year, it's quite funny, when I talk to people about my, uh, my, my, my young days, I seem to have quite a few memories of when I was quite young, like under 10, like under 8, under 6, I can still uh, remember certain things that happened around 4 or 5, which is apparently quite strange. When I talk to yeah. people about it, people don't remember that far back. And it's not like I can remember everything crystal clear, but there are certain things that I still remember from from that age. Uh, cartoons I enjoyed and, and obviously toys and stuff like that, but I have quite distinctly clear memories of stuff like that. But 1994, um, it was almost 93 actually, but I think 94 was really um, the year when stuff started to... Um, stand out for me i think in the way that you described so um yeah that's the year i picked out so with that in mind i mean you know i I think i'd love to hear about 1984 well 1984 uh, is the year of
1: the movie basically so the biggest film of 84 is box office takens this is Mm. and this and I've got no recollection of this film. This film was not on my radar. It was Beverly Hills Cop.
0: What do you mean it wasn't on your radar?
1: As an eleven year old, that um, film passed Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Of course, yeah. It that it passed me by. So that grossed two hundred and thirty four million dollars. However, the next three, four, five films all blew me away. And you know you would go down to the video shop. You would have your 10p in your pocket to play on the machine. You mm-hmm, know, um, mm-hmm. Galactico or whatever it was called, whatever shape we were playing. But <laughs> Ghostbusters,
0: of course. How could I forget Ghostbusters '84? Yeah,
1: the original Ghostbusters. Mm. The ex- the excitement. Now I can remember queuing up to see East uh, EastEnders to see ET. Now, that was 82, I think. Yep, yep. I remember queuing up. I've got memories of that. However, Ghostbusters, uh, I bought my first ever single, which was the 12-inch version of Ghostbusters, which back in them days, to, to get a 12-inch, it was basically the 7-inch single with a bit of a musical rift in the middle <laughs> and then the 7-inch single again. But... I played that to death. Uh, then the film come out, and I watched it to death. And when it, you used to have to go and put your name in the video shop against the against the film, and they'd ring you to come and pick it up. We've got three copies in. You best get down here. Ah! <laughs> so, the next film, well, that grossed two hundred twenty nine million dollars.
0: Now, just to point out as well that, at that time. You know, with inflation, you're probably talking about you know seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars plus. Yeah. In terms of inflation, so I mean that that's that's big numbers.
1: Yeah, it's huge. So and it just it just soaked into every you know you you're playing. I was in the last year. I was in the last year of juniors. You know, so I can vividly remember some of the songs that we'll get to in a minute. I can remember the Christmas party in the juniors where the kids were in the fourth year juniors, the kids are left unattended while well, to have their Christmas party. And if you needed a teacher, you had to go and knock on the staff room door, and the staff room was full of cigarette smoke, and all the teachers were bladdered.
0: And you could still get a cane, I imagine, back in '84.
1: Um, yeah although I don't, don't ever remember anyone getting it but the teachers were all drunk they were having their own Christmas party <laughs> they were you know they had music playing in the staff room it wouldn't happen now the teachers now are they're just robots broken robots successive governments have bummed them but that's another podcast Um the next film again like oh my goodness I bought the book of this um, because that was another thing you could do because you couldn't see, you couldn't just get the film like you could now. You know, uh, you could go to pictures to see it, then it'd disappear for several months and then it'd come out on video. So, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom.
0: Galima, shut the um, I, That's the film. Um, I, it's, I just want to, like, point out what you were saying there about I mean one you saw about the video shop, but also what you were saying about films because people nowadays don't know the struggle like now yeah. there is a I think officially it's a 12 week window so when a film is released at the cinema they're not allowed to release it to like for home release um, for at least 12 weeks
1: well I'll tell you what I do when I come out of the picture house now mm. whatever I've seen I will, if I like it, and I like it enough, I go straight onto my phone, straight onto iTunes, and I can pre-order it.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, there was nothing like that. I mean, I remember, so you you said about E.T., right? Now, I'm pretty sure it must have been, hang on, I would have been, must have been about three or four. So, about 86, 87 yeah. is when E.T got released on home video for the first time now that film came out in 82 but it never got a vhs release and i can only tell you that i'm not you know i'm so confident in what i'm saying i'm not even gonna google it or look it up or anything like that but i'm so confident because uh, i remember there was a big promotion with i think weetabix with trading cards talking about the fact it was being released on video and i remember my dad saying oh we can we can get it because i'd seen it on a hooky copy." That someone yeah. had recorded out of a cinema. Um, and I had actually, they'd re-released it. And I think that's what they've done, is that um, every year or every other year, they'd re-released it at the cinema, because that's how popular it was. But they never released it on, on video. And actually, Star Wars, similar with Star Wars, I went up to the HMV shop on Oxford Street, the world-famous one, um, and... It must have been, I don't know if it was the weekend it got released, or it it was very soon after it had come out. My dad took me up there to buy this video of this amazing film that I needed to see. And I had no interest in it at all. Absolutely no interest in seeing it, because my dad was raving on about it. It couldn't have been cool. And he took me up there, bought this video, we went home and watched it. And for the next 52 weeks, every Sunday morning, I watched Star Wars and then he told me there's two more films but but you couldn't buy them they weren't out on video at that time so I knew they existed and that's that's all I had I had, I had the toys of all the other films and no idea who these characters were brilliant
1: and well, then, now but, though,
0: 12, you know, you, you walk out of the cinema and you've you pre-ordered it
1: yeah well I've got Suicide Squad I got it last week off iTunes pre-order, come through yeah my Paul donences Oh, I love it. I love that film. Right, next film. I'm only doing the top five. Well, I'll give honourable mentions to a few films that I pick out of the uh, the next few. Uh, Gremlins.
0: <laughs> she still won't watch it, you know. She's no. she's 32 years old and she won't watch Gremlins of Being Scared.
1: Now, I've got Gremlins 1 and 2 on Blu-ray mm. and I've been waiting to watch them. I haven't seen Gremlins for probably 20 years and I've got the on Blu-ray, ready to watch with our Eve. However, Gremlins, I'm sure, if I'm not mistaken, is a 15.
0: I think if you check your, your Blu-ray now, it may have been declassified. It right. Might, oh, it might now be a 12. But yeah, certainly, when, when it first came out, it was a 15. Um, I remember catching it on TV one Christmas in the late 80s. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that it's that particularly violent. There's a few bits, to a little bit, but but not. It's not like a proper horror film. It's more tongue-in-cheek, isn't it?
1: I think the th- there's a bit of swearing from what I remember. Okay. Not like fuck off, motherfucker. like shit. Yeah, I think there were a few x F-
0: bombs but it's kind of allowed. Gremlins Two: The New Batch. That was definitely aimed at uh, a younger audience because I think that was a PG.
1: On iTunes now, mm. Gremlins is in a horror genre and is a 15.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it might have been declassified.
1: 8.99 to buy. And Gremlins 2, a new batch, is a 12 and is 7.99.
0: Okay. Maybe it was. I thought it was a PG, but maybe not. I remember now, liking that... Gremlins 2 a little bit more because the Gremlins had more personality in that one. Yeah. Like, you had a couple that and we're
1: Where is Gremlins 3, people? Come on, make it happen.
0: It it was rumoured a few years ago. They were were talking about it. Yeah, CGI Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like those
1: things. Good choice. Yeah. So, oh, my my iPad's just going to be haywired here. Yeah, so, the top five, I'm going to round it off with The Karate Kid. $90 million, another classic. Wank, wank off wank on sorry what
0: crane. is it everyone the funny thing is everyone knows the crane
1: everyone knows the crane even if
0: you don't know it's called the crane everyone knows the crane
1: and that baddie has been in something on, on modern telly hasn't he
0: yes yes he was on something not that long ago
1: he was on of oh, that baseball fella what's his name
0: that oh, that
1: fella. he's east, a washed-up
0: baseball... East by, east. Eastbound, eastbound down.
1: Yeah, I'm sure uh, he's on that.
0: Might might well be, actually. Might well be.
1: Yeah, because uh, I... And he looks the same. He hasn't aged.
0: Well, you know, it's quite funny you brought up quite good, actually, because um, Sunday Night Live just happened in America, obviously, on Saturday, um, with this week's guest of uh, pro wrestlers John Cena. Yeah. Um, who was quite funny, and they did a sketch that was the Karate Kid. There, no was, a, there was a play on the Karate Kid for, for like no reason other than John Cena looks a little bit like the bad guy with, with the wig on. Um, and it was quite a funny little spoof of it, actually. Um, it was well done, but uh, yeah, just just funny. But he still, I mean, they did a remake a few years ago, didn't they? Which did anyone yeah. actually care about?
1: No, no, I think that was a massive flop, wasn't it, right? Well. Honourable mentions for this year. You've got The First Police Academy coming in at number six.
0: Ba, 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 ba.
1: You've got Romancing the Stone. Mm. Star Trek three, The Search for Spock, a classic.
0: They found him as well, spoiler alert. Yeah. Splash. Ah, when Tom Hanks started to make a name for himself.
1: Yeah, and um, that's where the Splash, you know, thingy splash mountain comes from in uh walt disney world
0: purple yes, rain yes it's it's based it's based on that film about the mermaid and tom hanks yeah absolutely true story uh revenge of the nerds purple rain you mentioned r.i.p prince of course i don't think i've ever I, seen revenge of the nerds actually
1: i have never seen purple rain i see your revenge of the nerds and i raise you i have never seen purple rain
0: I've never watched it all the way through, but I I have bought it this year for obvious reasons.
1: Bachelor Party.
0: Okay, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I've seen that.
1: The Terminator.
0: Uh, of course, the original. That was,
1: a, that was only number 21 in the box office with 38 million.
0: Yeah, it, it was one of those films, I think, that um, became a lot more popular on video.
1: Yeah. Friday the 13th, the final chapter
0: also advertising of course yeah <laughs> the last star fighter no I've, I've seen bits and pieces of that never watched the whole thing
1: a classic cannonball run two mm-hmm.
0: pinocchio a reissue 26 million yeah and that's another thing actually that's, i'm glad you, you mentioned that because again disney films never used to get released on video and the only way you could see a disney film was either on the telly at christmas pretty much or if they re released them at a cinema and that was now it.
1: you've got you've got to think um Splash was about the only disney film is it oh hmm. but that's not even it's well, BV. It, it, it was bb
0: Buna in the Vi- studio Buna Vista. It which was, was
1: owned by disney
0: yeah it was it was a touchstone if i remember rightly it was a touchstone release which was the studio that was the adult studio so all of the, the not so kid-friendly films. I mean, Splash isn't an, uh, like an adult film. You know, it wasn't like a, a 15 or anything. It was only a PG. But, you know, it wasn't really a kiddie film. It was aimed more at adults.
1: Well, Pinocchio was reissued um, by Brenna Vista as well. Right. Um, Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay. Star. Yep. Um So it's not a... You know, you think of Disney now and of the te- top 10 films this year. I think they own seven of them. Maybe even nine, eight mm. of them.
0: But see the thing is it like it was the 80s. There's there's a really good documentary yeah. um which you, you I don't think you can buy it here. I don't think it's ever been released here. Um but you can buy it from France, which is where I bought mine from. Um and it's called Waking Sleeping Beauty. And Waking Sleeping Beauty is about Disney in the early uh, to mid-80s. And it was at a time when the studio was at a a real low. Um, There were talks of people trying to buy Disney out. They hadn't had a hit film in a long time. Um, And it's when um, Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg um, came into power. And also Roy... Uh, Disney took more of a um, a charge there and um, it was it was that was a turning point and they basically had a, a, a window of opportunity to turn Disney around before it would it would you know be bought by somebody else because it wasn't doing very well um, and uh, you you see you know what happened you know how they they did it and um, really it was a little mermaid that changed the fortunes uh, around you had a few films for that, like Basil did okay um, the the Black Cauldron was a bit of a flop; it was too dark um, but Basil was quite successful and then Oliver and Company was also fairly successful but it was only, only when The Little Mermaid happened that their fortunes turned around and that film almost single handedly saved Disney and then of course you had Beauty and the Beast and we'll come on to what happened afterwards because that almost goes into my ear
1: right well i'm going to now i'm going to cross over to music i'm going to move it on so what was the number one biggest seller single in in 84 single yeah i'm not doing albums single
0: um i would guess that it would have been band-aid
1: no band-aid only come in at where are you number 19 it was Christmas number one that year
0: yes you know why I know why because it was it was only released at the end of the year
1: yeah so the number one was Frankie goes to Hollywood and relax relax now as an 11 year old boy I sang that song I rejoiced at it being banned by radio one I, <laughs> did, I did not know why it had been banned because I didn't know about when you want to come. Number two in the charts, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Two Tribes. Yep. Now, if you scroll down, number 34 in the charts for that year, The Power of Love, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. They were massive.
0: It's quite funny because they never... well, that as well, but they never really that that seems to be the three big hits, didn't it? After that, they didn't really have much of a uh, a success. Well,
1: they had four hits. Uh, the la- the last one was uh, Two Tribes, which I had on twelve inch. When Two Trib, oh no, that's number two. Fucking hell! No. Which was not? Which was? The- oh come on! Hmm. They had four hits. They had four number ones. Frankie, but in that year they only had three. Okay, let's do some homework. We'll do some homework on that.
0: Okay.
1: But you've got Stevie Wonder, I Just Called to Say I Love You. Mm-hmm. Ly- Lionel Richie, hello. Is it me? Or lo- Ghostbusters, number seven in the charts for the year.
0: Now, do uh, you know about Ghostbusters in that um, it actually ripped, six, like, ripped off and was found to have ripped off? A song by Huey Lewis and the News.
1: I've heard it, yeah, but mm. I can't remember. You'll have to remind me. I
0: can't remember what it's called, but yeah.
1: Oh. He's right then, boss. Uh, 99 Red Balloons, do you remember that?
0: Well, I remember both versions. Because yeah, originally you... it was a German song, wasn't it, by Lama?
1: Yeah.
0: And it was uh, 99 Lift Balloons.
1: Yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney. Now, this was the year. Oh, of of Paul McCartney's last ever UK number one because he hasn't had a number one since and that was that was Pipes of Peace he's had a number one every decade he's been a recording artist apart from the 90s the Os, and this so this was his last one Pipes of Peace Uh, but he also did No More Lonely Nights Never Been that one and unfortunately
0: you know where I'm going with this. Boom, 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 bye, <laughs> That I, I loved that. I had, uh, you know, and understandably, because you got to remember that I was, you know, I, I was, I was one. So I remember um, my parents bought on video um, the frog chorus because it was a, it was part of a, a uh at the Bear Cartoon. Yeah. The Frog Chorus. So it was like a 20 minute short, and that was part of the the video. And I was obsessed with the song and that video.
1: Yeah. Classic. But I never,
0: never realised, obviously, at that age, that, you know, Paul McCartney and the Beatles and who the Beatles were and anything. So to me, it was just uh, a fun song. I didn't realise that it was, you know, from, from royalty and was no, like, at point of their career.
1: <laughs> I had no idea that Paul McCartney was a Beatle until um, the late 80s. I bought George Harrison's Got My Mind Set On You in 1987, or, and I bought the Cloud Nine album. And I read in, on the sleeve it said, I'd like to thank John, Paul, and Ringo. And I still didn't join the dots. <laughs> Honest to God.
0: And you're a Scouser, so you shouldn't... You know- that should have been the first thing talked to you, surely, the, the Be- who the Beatles were.
1: True story. Yeah. True story. You know, um, so that's the music. Now, I mean, there's one special song um, and I've got phenomenally good memories and there is some video footage that I can't get access to because of warring families and stuff. But in my nan and granddad's Christmas New Year's Eve 1984, Russ Abbott, what an atmosphere playing.
0: Oh, what an atmosphere.
1: Yeah. Now, that it didn't get in the top 100 songs. However, go and search the video on YouTube. It's absolutely stunning. Russ Abbott is absolutely a legend. Uh, the song, I can remember being in my nan and granddad's house, mind sweeping with my cousin. We were literally, we were going around getting empty cans of whatever the ale was back then, whether it be bitter, lager, and putting it into a measuring jug, and then dr- just drinking out the measuring jug. Absolutely brilliant. And that song, I just remember that song. I remember Relax playing. Uh, oh, just what a what a boss. So there you go. Best year
0: ever. Was well, there any wham in that list, by the way? There is several Wham, yes. Wham, bam, Let's have a look. man.
1: Let's have a look. That wham, wham? wham? That was had three, wham. they can't. had the number 10, Freedom.
0: I don't want your freedom. Yep.
1: 11, wake me up before you go, go. no. And then number forty-one, which was last Christmas, so that must have come out again at the end of '84.
0: It did because it was held off the top spot by. Because I think a lot of people assumed it was a Christmas number one, Um, but it was held off the top by um, "Do I Know It's Christmas."
1: Yeah, and it was a double A side. Everything she wants. I
0: don't know that one.
1: No, no idea. So, but George Michael, strangely enough. Is that number five with Careless Whisper? Yes. So, what's the story there? As he did he break Wham up, or did he just release something? No,
0: Wham, Wham. was still together at that time. Um, it was just a single release. It was um, it was a song that he uh, now again. I'm not even going to look this up, but um, if I remember rightly, it was based on a song. Sorry, it was based on a piece of music he heard in a lift. Now, when you listen to it now, that does sound like lift music that you used to hear when you was a kid. So that makes complete sense. And he just wrote lyrics around this tune that he had. But it was one of the it was a song that he he wrote when he was pre Wham. Um, oh. But yeah, I'm not sure why it was released as a solo record completely. But no, Wham was still together at that time.
1: Okay, do you remember Lamar? Lamar? Ne- yeah, yeah. Never-ending story. Oh,
0: that Lamar. Oh. Uh, Never-ending do- story. Story. Do you remember that? I do, unfortunately. And yet I've never seen the film all the way through. One of
1: the best stroke worst films ever made.
0: Yeah. What was the, the, dark- big- what was the dragon called? Uh, Valcour?
1: something like that oh,
0: cool.
1: yeah uh, i've just found another one. Oh god it's raining men <laughs> hallelujah
0: it's raining men that was <laughs> only 1984 that's amazing
1: the weather girls weather yeah two tons of fun now did have gastric bands wouldn't he <laughs> Uh, and it's raining. What? What would it be? raining now would be raining men.
0: I do Would it be now?
1: It'd be like um, sexual neutral, whatever Met- metrosexuals or whatever they're called.
0: Oh, gender 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 fluid or something. Yeah, yeah. It's raining.
1: Nothing in particular. <laughs> and he holds a goal. um yeah, so that's ZZ Top, Give Me All Your Loving, Footloose, Sade, Your Love Is King. Yeah, classic year. Oh, what a year.
0: It that does sound like a good year for music, actually. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, the other thing we wanted to look at was toys.
1: Yeah, okay. The top toys of 84 was Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm transformers action figures
0: that was the see i think transformers uh, Sorry, i think trivial pursuit was a year or two earlier than that Uh, transformers definitely was 84
1: in 84 it reached its zenith Mm. and then spread overseas into 26 countries so it exploded in 84 It, it probably out before that
0: i think it was a canadian game originally so yeah uh cabbage patch kids yep and G.I.
1: Joe action figures, which this must be an American because I don't think they'd be... And I, I can remember these because we had some, my brother had them, Masters of the Universe.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He-Man, Skeletor, she And what did he shout?
0: I have the power by the power of Grayskull. And um oh, what was that one you just said before He Man? She ra No 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 sorry, before before you said the He Man action Masters of the Universe. So G.I. Joe. So Oh
1: G.I. Joe yeah. G. I. Yeah.
0: Joe we had over here as Action Force. Ah. And a lot of the, we didn't have all the toys but we had a lot of the toys, but for some reason it was Action Force. Um because we had Action Man here, didn't we?
1: but
0: in America it was G.I. Joe yeah same toy lines but different different companies made them in different countries so they're the top five toys
1: oh fantastic and 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 uh, were
0: you still playing with toys at that age no okay
1: Um, my brother was yeah Transformers you could get away with Transformers because there was a bit of thought involved in them hmm I can remember having a, what's the baddie in that? Mega uh, Megatron. Megatron. I had we had a Megatron gun each. Yeah. Because that that's what he turned. I don't know what he turns into now, but back then he was a gun, wasn't he?
0: He um, I can't remember in the film, but I know in the cartoons he he later turned into a tank rather right. than a gun. But yeah, yeah, the original it... toy was a gun. Yeah.
1: We had a gun, and it was a cracking gun as well. It had electric batteries in; you could fire them, boo boo, and all that. Um, yeah, I think it was his legs with the the barrel of the gun. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So that concludes my 1984, uh, the best year of my young life. Um, I've it's, I've been thinking about it, and there's all little things coming back into my head. Like uh, I went to Longmore Lane School. I can remember sitting in the playground at William Fitzgerald, and him saying, "I can't wait to have sex with a girl," and oh. I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, you stick your willy inside don't we?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow!
1: Can you imagine that now?
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, this isn't my, this isn't really my story, but. I I remember like going out with a girl, this is a few years after my year of nineteen ninety four, so it's probably about nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. And um girls with used to buy those crappy teenage magazines like um Just Seventeen and stuff like that. Um I can't remember what the others were called. I think they're like stuff like Sugar and Bliss and crappy names like that. But anyway, so there were like these teenage girly magazines where they started to be a little bit controversial and start talking about that kind of more adult stuff before you got to read cosmo and stuff like that and there was a problem page it was like a letter page yeah i'll never forget this one because i think i, t- I think i took it to the loop. i think i was like i knew i was going to be a while so I was like, i'll take that in for like for reading material uh, that's a bloke thing for women if you, don't, if you don't know what that is that's what blokes do and um i'm reading the letters page and i was howling at this thing and i was like Claire, you've got to read this and took it back to show her and like it was a letter page and it was like dear whoever the agony aunt was um i don't know what i've done wrong my boyfriend asked me to give him a blowjob and i blew on his penis and he started laughing at me and now if one at the school is laughing at me please help
1: that's weird, isn't
0: it? It just cracked me up. It just, just really, really cracked me up. <laughs> but I suppose it's a stupid name for an act. You know, that yeah. term doesn't actually refer really to what you're doing. So okay. there, there you go. Hey, Diz After Dark listeners, I want to invite you all to join us over on Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Scare Zone is a news, interview, history, and commentary
1: podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts
0: like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty 2 Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Anyway, so... Um yeah, when, when talking about mine, I, I also went for the, the year of 1994. And I, I chose that year because I'd always been interested in films when I was younger. Um, and I still am to an extent now. But um, music was something that I, I kind of... Um, I liked, but I wasn't really obsessed with. And I just used to kind of listen to whatever was on uh, Capital FM... Which is a, a London, was was a London only music station and now is a, a national radio station. It plays all kind of pop music, and so I like things like uh, Euro and um, well, uh, who, who Did Solid Ashford and Simpson Solid by Ashford and Simpson and uh, Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Very like very poppy songs like that of the eighties. And I used to have like a mixtape that my parents made of stuff like that and Stand by Me, but. 1994 was the year that I, I started to kind of get my own interest in music, find my own thing. And it really started, and this is odd in a way, because of a guy called Kurt Cobain shooting himself in the head. Was that 84? 94. Oh, sorry, 94. was that 94? 1994. So wow. So I, I remember reading it in the paper. Now, I'd heard of Nirvana, but I, didn't really, I hadn't heard any of their, their music, Um, I didn't know that much about them. I just knew that it was a a quite famous band. And I remember reading this in, like, the newspaper that it shut me and I was like, oh, wow. Like, it was the first kind of um, celebrity death that I was really exposed to, I think. Or certainly the first one that I could kind of remember. And I had this morbid curiosity to find out what the music was like. And I remember going and buying... Nevermind, which was their kind of breakthrough album, wasn't their first album, it was their second, but it was their breakthrough, and um, it had an explicit tag on it, and the local music shop was like, oh yeah, no, don't worry about that, you you know, I'll sell that to you, no problem, because it was a a kind of warning, it wasn't like you had to be a certain age, so he just wanted me to go and listen to the album, which was great, and I loved it, and that started my interest in rock music. Well, that album, never mind, I only
1: listened to about six weeks ago. Wow, and I listened to it several times, and it's one of my favorite albums now
0: it's it's a fantastic album, absolutely fantastic yeah. album um he was a real talent, and to be honest, um I don't think any although they had some other good songs, I don't think any of their other albums which there's only like three anyway are proper albums um none of them lived up to that 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 breakthrough but every every track on that album i think is phenomenal and that was 91 so like 25 years on still yeah. a great album still a great album
1: so it come out in 91 but you didn't
0: i didn't experience it until 94 Ninety four, um, yeah but that as i said that started making me listen to to more rock music and, and kind of getting into that and at that time um mtv was based in europe So nowadays, well, nowadays it's barely a music channel, but um, in the early, late 80s and early 90s, or mid-90s, it was a European music station. And across Europe, rock music was more popular than it was in the UK, um, where it was still more pop on the radio. So I started watching MTV all the time and listened to all these... Uh, amazing american bands and european rock bands and kind of get into that and it's where i discovered green day and they released dookie in 1994 so it all comes around um and dookie again is a phenomenal album i i was obsessed with it that one i got from hmv and i had to get my dad to buy it for me they, they wouldn't sell it to me with an explicit tag um but another great album and Green Day have never been better. It was a real pop-punk album. And whilst they've had more popular songs um, and they've become a bigger band, that album is the best of their career. And I'll argue that all day long. Um, I'm not a fan of their newer stuff. But that wasn't the only big song uh, in 1994. So I'll kind of do what you did, Craig. What do you think was the biggest song in 1994? Now, bearing in mind, um, I've
1: just started seeing Kerry in 93. I've started on the railway in 93. It's the year I've met Mr. Miller, my life partner, in 94. Your September. life? My life. Um, so, that's the You know, I'm, I'm 20 at this point. About to be 21. It's the year of my 21st birthday. I should know what the big songs were. And when you say it, I'll be like, uh, is it
0: Saturday Night? Daddy?" Saturday Night is number two. Oh, <coughs> that's not bad then. Very good.
1: Um, It's something like that. I think it's a dance, some sort of dancey track. But, yeah, go on.
0: Number one, and I believe still the record holder for my number one. Wet, wet, wet. Love is all around. I feel
1: it. Oh, now that has got to fast forward to 1998 when me and my wife tied the knot. I had one job to do at our wedding. She had done everything else. I had one job and that was to speak to the DJ for our wedding song to be I feel it in my fingers. I feel it He did not have it. I... The big the biggest song of the nineties, arguably, to date, apart from like Candle in the Wind and all that, but he did not have it. We ended up with an Oh my god! I can't remember what our wedding song was. Isn't that horrific?
0: It is because I'd be crucified if I didn't know.
1: I happened. know what it, she. Oh god! I'm gonna have to text her.
0: I would not have found what I'm looking for by YouTube, Was it? No. That was my suggestion for our first dance, and it was shot down. Oh god!
1: It was. Um, I don't know if it was that one by the three of them, the uh, the for the um, for the three me not the three amigos, the three uh, musketeers. the Musketeers. I'm sure it was the Three Musketeers one.
0: Which, ironically enough, is in the top is in the top twenty, uh, the top thirty of this year, um, which was all for love by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting.
1: Yeah, classic song that, mate.
0: Yeah. Classic song from a not very classic movie.
1: Yeah. So go on, carry on, carry on. Surprise! me was okay. um, oh, my ter- my brain's gone numb now. Go on, carry on.
0: No, no. What were you going to say?
1: No, I can't remember.
0: Okay. So uh, number one was Wet 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 Love is all around. Weekfield number two is Saturday Night. Now, you, like 1984 was sound like a good year for music, right? I am going to just run down this list. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to go quite far because these are all almost amazing songs, okay? So we then have I Swear by Awful One.
1: Oh, do you know what? I've just texted Kelly what was our wedding song? Georgie's you
0: know replied Divorce? Can't remember. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you to be rubbish on Mr. and Mrs. Oh um, so number four for that so you, you know you know I swear, yeah? I swear by the moon and the stars and the sky
1: it had man in the title she said
0: (laughs) man brilliant was it man i feel like a woman by uh shania twain no (laughs) it had (laughs) man in the title um next we have uh pato banton oh
1: my god oh what was that
0: baby come back
1: oh the it's not even a real song
0: do you mean it's not even really a real song? It had both the Campbells from UB40 on it for a start, so that, that's, that's a lie. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian Cox. Uh, when he was still... Before he was looking at stars and talking about universe, he was singing with D-Ream and Things Can Only Get Better.
1: Ah, oh, I love that song.
0: Bon Jovi had Always. Mariah Carey Without You. <sighs> One hit wonders pretty much let loose with Crazy for You. Oh. This would have been a phenomenal top of the pops episode. Um The Sign by Ace of Bass. Dupe mm. by Dupe. Oh. <sighs> um The Most Beautiful Girl in the World.
1: Oh, I bought that for I bought that for my
0: wife. <laughs> I Like to Move It by Real to Real featuring the mad stuntman I love that song. Baby I Love Your Way by Big Mountain. A far superior cover than the Peter Frampton original, in my eyes. Uh, Chakadimas and Pliers Twist and Shout. Yusun door and Nina Cherry, Seven Seconds.
1: This is a week here.
0: China, China Black Searching. Tony DeBart, The Real Thing. Corona, The Rhythm of the Night. This is the rhythm of...
1: Oh, yeah, that takes me right back to Lanzarote.
0: Bruce Springsteen with The Streets of Philadelphia.
1: Oh, God, what a film that was.
0: Christmas number one that year.
1: 94, let me guess. It is E17. Baby, if you gotta go away.
0: You know that.
1: Don't think I can take the pin.
0: Baby D with Let Me Be Your Fantasy. Mm. Regulate by Warren G.
1: It's a shit year, there.
0: What Stay I Missed You by Lisa Loeb. Oh, it's a shit year. Sure, by Take That. Mm -hmm, By Crash Test Dummies.
1: Oh, God, what a classic. See? Mm.
0: There's some great songs this year. Don't Turn Around by Ace of Base. (laughs) Crocodile Shoes by Jimmy Nail.
1: Oh, Jimmy Nail. Uh,
0: Babe by Take That, apparently.
1: Take that! Yeah, they were massive then. They were just exploding on.
0: They were, uh, and of course, who can forget? And I think this was actually the first CD single I bought by uh, PJ and Duncan, aka Let's Get Ready to Rumble.
1: Let's get ready to rumble. Let's
0: jungle. So we had Incredible by MB and General Levy. yeah no. And Sophie Hawkins with Right Beside You. It was a great year. It was a great year.
1: It was an an average year.
0: (laughs) And also, it was when uh, Blur had their first big hit with uh, Girls and Boys.
1: Girls who like boys, you like boys, you like girls, you like girls, you like boys, you like boys, you like girls. Always shall be someone. Yeah, classic. Boss album.
0: I was a Blur. I was a blur man. Parklife was the first indie album I bought about the same time um as I was getting to rock. So I, although I liked rock, I also loved indie and um so, so Blur was the gateway to me for that. Um I never liked Oasis until much later on. But Blur yeah. were before
1: Oasis, weren't he?
0: Yeah, but Blur, blur started, Blur's first album was ninety one, um and Parklife was ninety four. Yeah, and that's when I started to break through. But um, Oasis didn't. Oasis, uh, their debut was '94 as well.
1: I was late to Oasis, and when I say late, it was um, obviously the the massive album, which was the second one, wasn't it? Which I was Morning Glory. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and the thing is, I bought because they released uh, "What's the Story, Morning Glory" and "The Great Escape." We've been a couple of weeks of each other, and I bought, um, I I bought the greatest game. My dad bought What's the Story, Morning Glory, and I listened to it, but I dismissed it because I was so much of a Blur fan. Whilst we go back and listen to them both now, I think What's the Story is a better album yeah. overall. Um, but I I've st- I always got a soft spot for Blur, and they were they were my indie band of choice at the time, definitely.
1: Yeah, Blair Blair blew my socks off. Mm. Uh, Oasis come later. I remember getting be uh, be here now in '97 mm. uh, and decorating we, the house that I'm living in now. We, this was our first house. Decorating the house with that album on repeat all day, full volume. Absolutely phenomenal album. Yeah, so.
0: That was music in in 94 pretty much. Um, go to wet films now. Obviously, we've already talked about wet wet wets. So that means that that must have been the year that Four Weddings and a Funeral came out, which it was. Yeah. Um, but although it's in the list, I'm not going to go through because um, I've got a list here of the top 100 movies by uh, by rating, not but not by financials. So who cares about that? Because does anyone remember Three Colours Red? No. Um, but um 94 was the year of the lion king
1: oh okay.
0: um which was phenomenal uh, pulp fiction also had oh. that this year which was although i was aware of reservoir dogs pulp fiction was everywhere that that poster of uma thurman did um, you get to watch it as an 11 year old no i no because it didn't come out on video till about a year or two afterwards but i i think i watched pulp fiction i think i was about 14 or 15 when i watched pulp fiction i didn't watch it all that young but um yeah and i probably i think i watched Red wild dogs around the same time actually um and but i've always liked pulp fiction I, i've always enjoyed that speed um which i didn't never see you never, never seen it never seen speed. it it's really good it's really good. If it was, if if he hadn't made John Wick, it would have been Keanu Reeves' best film. Um, uh, Edward came out this year, The Madness of King George, a little film which flopped. So going back about videos and how important videos were, like home video releases were for films. This is a, a prime example: The Shawshank Redemption.
1: Oh, what a film!
0: A, a complete bomb when it came out to cinema. Complete bomb. Uh, but did phenomenally well on, on uh, home release. Um, a certain Kevin Smith started his career this year.
1: Clerks.
0: Clerks. That was 94. Yeah. Um, it, it, but the year, I think the year actually um, belongs to Jim Carrey.
1: Oh, The Mask.
0: The Mask and Dumb and Dumber. And I think, yeah, Ace Ventura as well came out in 94.
1: Ace Ventura is basically the worst film I've I've never seen.
0: What do you mean it's the worst film you've never seen?
1: It just looks shit. No.
0: Ace Ventura is
1: brilliant. It's one of them where it looks like shit. It smells like shit.
0: It tastes like shit. It must be shit. No, I will fight all day long. Ace Ventura is one of his best um, it's much better than it has any right to be. It, sh- it shouldn't be anywhere near as funny. And I put it down mostly to his performance more than anything else. But no, it's, it's actually great. Ace Ventura 2, by the way, not very good at all. That doesn't hold up very well. But Ace Ventura 1 is actually pretty decent. Um, the Santa Claus came out this year. Classic. Sorry, uh, as did True Lies. I think one of Arnie's better films. Big fan of True Lies. Uh, a little film called Forrest Gump.
1: Oh, beautiful.
0: Came out this year. Um, Captain Kirk died because it was Star Trek Generations. No. Yeah. I
1: thought that was later. You see all these films that you're rattling off. I was taking my wife to the pictures to see them.
0: Wow, okay. Um, the Flintstones came out this year.
1: Oh, one of the worst films ever made.
0: No, I mean I've I've seen some. It's not a good film. I won't say that, but it's it's not one of the worst films. I mean, look, production wise, looks great. It looks exactly what you'd expect a, a Flintstones film in real life to look like. But it just wasn't. It just wasn't very good. Um, Stargate came out this year. Ooh! Time Cop. Uh, the Flintstones. Uh, just that Beverly Hills Cop three. Is oh, isn't quite...
1: that weird? Yeah. Bit of synergy.
0: Yeah, except Beverly Hills Got Three is a load of shit compared to Beverly Hills Got One too. Um, and also, um, it's not on this list, but I know it came out in 1994. Um, it was the first 12 film I saw at the cinema. It came out in '95 in the UK, but in '94, Street Fighter the movie was released. No way. Yeah, which which is which is Tosh. Let's be let's be honest. That is that is Tosh. Um, yeah, so that's, that's that's not bad year, is it? That's a pretty good year. You know what I
1: mean? Me, me, well, like I say, I did a lot of neck into them Philadelphia,
0: films. Philadelphia as well came out that year. I'm that was quite a, on the list.
1: That, have you seen that film?
0: I I think I saw it around the time it came out, but I don't have since. And I probably watched it more now.
1: A heartbreakingly dark, dark movie. Mm. Oh, it's a horrible subject matter and a horrible, oh, just a dark film. Yeah. When you think you had done Forrest Gump that year as well.
0: Oh, he was on, he was on fire. Yeah. Really, when you when you look at it like that, um, yeah. I mean, he's it, just a good actor. That's act, good actor. 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 His, his, his he's really <laughs> it is it's a great role but yeah so that so that was that now um we talked about toys didn't we um, yeah. so this year um so one of the one of the toy lines that was expected to be a massive hit and and wasn't really there was a line called uh street sharks
1: no um,
0: now obviously you know we had turtles in the late 80s. And early 90s. And I, I was the prime age for Turtles. So I had right. He-Man and Thundercats. But Turtles Mania was about. I was about six. When that hit. So I was all over it. And of course because they were successful. They thought oh well if we just mutate some other animals. That will be successful as well. Um, so Street Sharks was one such attempt. Another one was Biker Mice and Mars. That was another one. Um, of course, none of them were as successful. But was was that a cartoon? Biker and Mars. Yeah. They they both were actually. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, Biker Master Mars was. Um, but what is uh, what is the reason why I brought up Street Sharks especially is because um, there is a great video you can find it on YouTube of um, them selling. Um, it was a trade show. So I want to say like, it was like the New York toy fair or something in 94. Um, and I, have been to toy fairs before, um, like for press, press reasons. And, um, it's great. You go to like the toy companies' stalls and they tell you, show you all the toys that are going to be the next big thing for like the following Christmas. And you get to see toys from new films and stuff months and months before they get released to the public. Um, and there was one for this year for Street Sharks for, by Mattel. Um, and the person on the video demonstrating the Street Sharks and how cool they are is an actor that became um, known as Vin Diesel. Oh, that is weird. And it is a cracking video. It's not his earliest role either, because he's also in Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. But that, like, he you actually hear him talking that, and it's it's quite something watching play with Street Sharks. So... Uh, look for that on YouTube Um, but 94 was um, the year when people grew out of turtles and grew into Japanese Kung Fu um, sci-fi shows and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers became a phenomenon became massive now it launched I think in late 93 but we got it in 94 and it was everywhere
1: was that on Uh, like every morning Mm. or on uh, ITV?
0: No, um, if I remember rightly, I don't think it was in the mornings, but I think it was in the afternoons on Sky 1. Right. But um, I was, you know, at 11, a bit like you, I was a little bit too old to play with toys. So I was banned from getting Mighty Morphin Power Ranger toys. But my friend, who was the same age, got all the robot, like they got the, the Megazord for Christmas and got some of the action figures, and it was amazing. As you would say, Craig, it was Boss. It was a great toy, and um, I used to enjoy it going around here and being able to play with it. And um, about two Christmases ago, I finally got one. They re released the toys for like the 20th anniversary, and uh, I got my own Megazord for Christmas that year. No way. It was a smaller version. It wasn't quite as much fun, but it was still it was still good. So, Power Rangers everywhere. Um, X-Men, the animated series, was, was really popular as was um, Spider-Man. Had Not long had a cartoon out. That was really good as well. Batman was uh, his cartoon. That was still popular. Um, and I was still into my wrestling. So, they were it was, I think, the last year for Hasbro's, which were the defining wrestling toys. Um, everyone had Hasbro WF figures. Even if you didn't like wrestling, someone would have bought you one for a birthday or Christmas. I don't know anyone that didn't have at least one Hasbro wrestling figure. That was the right age. I'm like, I, I mean, you, you're probably excused me that because you, you would have been too old by that point to, for anyone to still bought you toys. But... Uh, yeah, they were they were like a, a massive thing. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was like I say, I was twenty. I was in a full time job. I would just started on the railway. was in the first eighteen months of my. You know, I'm still there now. Uh, with the with my wife, you know, and all everything you've just said there is basically alien to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you must have you must be aware of it from a, 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 name point of view possibly, but you'd have no kind of frame of reference from watching those programs. Yeah. I suppose. So whilst I still go into toy shops now, uh, I would still, I would still go into toy shops without the kit before I had kids because I've always loved toys. Uh, that's my risk of development, I think. Um, but, uh, it looks less suspicious now I've got kids. It's easier.
1: <laughs> I've, right, I've literally, I've just been looking on my iPad, for just, uh, looking on apps, typing in some of the, the things that you're saying just to see what was there, and basically couldn't find anything worth. But what I have, this is breaking news for Disney, right? This is Disney breaking news. You know, the Disney Life app? Yep. The much maligned uh, and hated £9.99 a month Disney Life app. Yeah? Mm -hmm. The price has been dropped to £4.99. Wow. Right? Now this, what I'm about to say next, will make you shit your pants because I had this app for two months tried to use it it was unusable tried to airplay it to my apple tv fourth gen and it would work but it was it would drop out every five minutes or so so i'm trying to watch um 20,000 leagues under the sea which i've never seen oh what's that disney classic bang boom couldn't watch it unwatchable they have now got an apple tv app so not only is it £4.99 a month it is now on your fourth gen apple tv
0: so the question is what have they dropped have they stopped giving away apps
1: right the biggest disney life update ever is here just in time for christmas unlimited disney magic movies tv and more what's changed for the first time on Disney Life, watch live TV streaming direct from the Disney Channel. That wasn't on Disney Life. No, it was Disney, Disney Junior and Disney XD. You can now enjoy Disney Life on even more platforms, including Apple TV. There are top... Uh, that's on top of all the features you know and love.
0: <laughs> well, what? the features we know and love, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah,
1: so... Description Disney Life Unlimited Disney Magic movies TV books music three live Disney channels all together in one easy subscription try it free for seven days no contract no strings after that just pay four ninety nine a month experience all of the following the biggest collection of Disney movies on digital subscription live TV unlimited downloads you can watch and go a digital library of audio books 10% discounts on the Disney Store built-in parental controls Disney music sing along as well Disney characters worlds and fun facts so there's no mention hundreds of movies thousands of TV episodes popular Disney character worlds music from the films before you download Disney life few things you need to know. Uh, not straight. Uh, no. There is no mention of apps.
0: They must have got rid of the apps. Because that was what the thing they kept harping on about. Oh, you, you can download a free app. Yeah, yeah. And the apps
1: are shit.
0: Yeah, overpriced. Well, I mean, that at least makes it more palatable. Because I've got to be honest, last night I looked at... Because I used to watch a lot of American Netflix. American Netflix! Um, before they stopped people using VPNs. And, um, which I thought was a, a, a cheek, really. Because I pay my subscription. Why can't I watch Netflix where well, I want. But anyway. And um, I just had a quick look on there last night. I couldn't watch anything, but just to see what their content was. And they've got The Jungle Book on there. They've got Zootopia on there. Um, they've got Captain America Civil War from Christmas Day on there. Because um, in America, they don't have Disney Life, as we said the other week. So, the deal with Netflix... Is awesome and they have nearly all the Disney uh, Disney shows on there as well. Um, or yeah. not, not streaming live, but you know, the, like the box sets of whatever. Um, so it just makes it look like such a good thing. So I think by reducing the price, um, you, you know, they had to do something.
1: But it must be hemorrhaging. It must be coughing up blood, and it must be on its way out, mustn't it?
0: I it, it could be the last throw of the dice. Yeah. It could be the last roll of dice. I think the problem is is they stuck all their eggs uh, in the Sky basket, and yeah. you know if they didn't, then you know we'd have net we'd have Disney on Netflix, but because that's what they did, um, that's why they've had. To, you know the only other thing they could do was was start this, and also as well, unless things have changed, everything that's on Disney Life is only stuff that they've stopped showing on Sky, so therefore. At the moment, you know, Zootopia or Zootropolis, whatever it's called here, is going to be released on Christmas Day on Sky Movies. And that yeah. means that you won't get that on Disney Life for another 12 months.
1: Ah, right. Okay.
0: Because they'll have the first, they'll have the, the rights for it at first. So you don't get all the Disney stuff. You only get the stuff <laughs> that they're allowed to to put on the app. So, But still, five a month for like some of the older classics, it's not too bad. Might be worth having a look at again.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm signing up to it as we speak. Because it's, option. it's, you know, it's worth doing, isn't it? Just to give it a go.
0: Why not? We can talk about it on the next pop. Yeah. So, is that, is that it for this episode? I think that's about it. all we wanted to cover, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll
0: be going for a, a good old time now. I don't want to, you know. I'm very conscious of the fact that I talk about Alan podcasts are and I'm trying to keep them under two hours. We're an hour and a half. It's not too bad.
1: Yeah. Look, a little bit long. Our little listeners love us.
0: I hope so. I hope so. Well, give us some feedback, you know, review us on iTunes, drop us an email at, uh, disafterdark at gmail.com. Uh, comment on our Facebook page, harass us in the street, uh, throw a brick through Craig's window whatever you want just let yourself know
1: we haven't got windows to be
0: honest oh well no you probably haven't got many more. no that's true <laughs> you can throw them through mine and I've, I've got windows um, but yeah so thank you for listening I hope you've enjoyed it and uh, I suppose uh, wish our, our listeners a, a Merry Christmas Craig
1: Merry Christmas Happy New Year and hopefully the After Dark podcast will get bigger and better Next year, 2017, it's going to be the best year ever.
0: Yeah, we said that this year until Barry and Prince and people
1: died. Well, in terms of uh, the After Dark Podcast Network, it's oh, been our best all... year
0: ever, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We've smashed all, all listener figures with the biggest Disney theme park podcast in Europe.
0: Um, you know, you get me. Yeah, on on too many podcasts, but other than that, it's all right.
1: You know, we've 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 got a little family going on with the with our listeners, and we've got Dad's Army. Uh, we've got all our new members in the team. We've got little offshoots going on left, right, and centre. You know, we've got a published author, we've got a, a vlogger, a blogger, and a, a blogger,
0: uh, and a tugger. Anna Tugger, yeah. Yeah. The only way is up as Yazo once saying.
1: Yeah, he did, she did.
0: And on that bombshell, um we'll see you uh, in the future.
1: Whenever that is.